Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. amazing me when the salmon and those who would I guess most of the time when you see my topics you probably maybe not able to lead to what I want to talk about necessarily but you know when people pick songs and it just everything just put, comes in place you know it's just God and it keeps amazing me one other thing I just want to quickly say is that you know as the regulations are the church still remains open but what we will do is that you'll probably see a little bit of difference in the way we come in and arrange ourselves on next week because the church is open, but we are told to keep ourselves in bubbles of six. So we might not be in this very room, it might be a bigger place, or we might be here, we just have to kind of find a way to split um, things. So please let us, if you are in group one, please be in group one until you get into your car and go. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to talk about understanding baptism. This is not, but I just thought that this is a, a, a stand to go before we talk about certain things that we are going to talk about next week. So this is like this is like laying a foundation for something. Have we all been baptized one way or the other? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things we are going to talk about is why is baptism? What, what is the big deal about it? And as I begin to you know, when you read John chapter 4, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says that, and therefore, when the Lord, that's Jesus, knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made, made, that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. So, Jesus took baptism into a different level. But the Bible was saying, although Jesus himself was not baptizing people, he was preaching to them to repent, and his disciples were baptized. Baptism was so what, and we would begin to is that this was the way. But even when you read Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight, the Bible says that then Peter said to them, "Repent first and be baptized." So it seemed like once a man is preach the gospel, 
the next thing they do to him immediately is that they baptize him. So, Peter was not even saying, you know, come after you repent. So, what, what did they see? What was the issue that when it's after they saw somebody, in fact, when you see the Enosh, when he was reading the book of Isaiah and he did not understand, and God took Stephen to go and meet him. The Bible says that after Stephen explained to him, the inner said, this is water. What is stopping me from being baptized? So it seemed like, and I feel that most of all, all these things, the body of Christ, and you would see why I feel that you know, it's, it's, it's an important topic to, to address. Even Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, therefore, go into the world, make disciples of all nations. Then the next thing he said to them, baptize them. Then we don't have it there, but verse 20 talks about that, you know, they, it says, the, the Bible says, then teach them. So what he said, as soon as they give their life to Christ, make sure they are baptized. Now, I want us to know that baptism, I was listening to somebody, a man who was who was, who was doing a bit of, uh, well, not a bit of, he was a false prophet kind of at the time. Uh, he was South African, so he went to the death to get power. All this kind of stuff. And he said they took them to a riverside and when they were doing the cartations in the night, it wasn't vision. He said that thing stood out of water. Half human, half crocodile. And he said it took, it held him by his shoulders and he gave him head to heat. And said after that, he baptized him three times. He said it's not vision. He said, because I, I knew because we walked down there. So what so what I'm trying to say is that you know, baptism means different things to different people. Just as your white garment does not make you a Christian. But you wear your white garment as a symbol of the righteousness that you believe is inside of you. Because this man also wears white. Can I have one slide? He wears white. These are Babalamos in here. They put on white. So white garment does not look to a Christian. I know some people don't like what I'm saying. It is a representation of what is inside. So if you are not in, if it is not the way inside, then the whatever you wear may not carry the power that you expect it to. Does that make Does that make sense? Just like them, we know everybody that wears Barcelona jersey, then. Writing message that they are paid. <laughs> yes, I can see. So people, are, some people have to go and buy to wear that jersey. Why somebody is paid to wear that jersey? You know that two different things. So, God help us in Jesus' name. So, as we begin to lay this foundation, as I begin to open your eyes to a couple of things. See, before I go further, I want to say to you also. 
There are things in the Bible that God put as remedy because until when a perfect answer comes. That is why you see the Bible talks about the law was a remedy. An example is the man is the man that was at by the water and he was waiting for an angel to come and push him in the water. It was God that sent those angels. But when Jesus came, the man was saying that, no, see, this is the way it happened. We normally, there is normal, there's a normal way where they put us into water. Then I get healed. And Jesus was saying, see, you don't understand. Those things were good because it is there as a remedy. Because there is an hospital in your area and you pay tax. You don't pray in the morning, God, let me go and use my money in, in that hospital. Because why? I pay my tax. Nobody does that. Ah, God, that hospital is so good. I just want to visit it for, for one week. Why? Because I did that. So, those things are there, but they are not necessarily as important. So we would begin to look at, we begin to look at a couple of things. Let's go quickly to Galatians chapter 5. Now, I'm going to be explaining, this might be more like a teaching. So I would be going through different versions of the scriptures. The Bible says, so put that pause of baptism for a moment as we, as I take you through this journey. So I say to you, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the, the flesh, the desires of the flesh. For the, for, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict for each other. So that you will not do what you want, whatever you want. So the Bible says there is something called the flesh and the spirit. The problem is that, now this is when you begin to see certain things that you may not have noticed before. We have been, the way we have been taught is that the best thing you can do is to allow spirit and flesh. You just manage the two together. Because you cannot, you know, there is the war going on inside of you. Now the Bible says they are contrary to one another. Let's read it in good news. The Bible says, I say this. It says, what I say is this. Let the Spirit direct your life. And you will not satisfy the desires of human nature. Because when people will say when they talk about faith, we talk about you have this mystical thing in your mind, in, in our minds. It says, it says human nature. For the human nature, what the human nature wants is opposed to the spirit, what the spirit wants. See, we'll begin to talk about what the human nature wants now because, you know, people will say, you know, ah, 
he manager wants to hit, the spirit says no. <laughs> you will be guilty, you will be guilty. Because how are you fighting the flesh? I'm fighting the flesh by you know, uh, by standing up, praying all, all, all to the night. So the Bible says, the human nature wants to, the human nature wants, sorry, what our human nature wants is opposed to the spirit. And he says, these, these are two enemies. And this means you cannot do what you want to do. So he's saying that the human nature and the spirit nature are enemies. It is going to be difficult for them. They are not meant to be together. They are not meant to be together. The NLT would say that, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to just, the NLT says, let me just read verse 17. It says, deceitful nature, the good news calls it human nature, wants to do evil. Which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. So if you go down, see, I, I was one that put those things in red, just so I'll, I'll lay emphasis on what I, what I was looking at. He says these two forces are constantly. He did not say they are. When you come to church on Sunday, they are not at war. So during the week, the Bible says they are constantly fighting each other. So that you, me, will not be free to carry out what we know is right. So the, the, this battle, it's called, it's, the Bible talks about, now, before I go to that, so you have the flesh having some abilities, some issues, some things that he wants to do, but the spirit is always at war. Now, let me now, before we begin to look at it, I'm just going to show you a picture of, I will come back to explain why I target the law of versus. Now, when, what the Bible calls, as we go further, the fruits of the flesh, the evidence of the flesh. Assuming, so you have all these fruits, you can call it whatever you want to call it one. What we do, what the Lord does, is that it makes you keep on picking the fruits. You don't want orange on the floor. So what you do is that you come in every morning and you clear all the oranges. But you know that the problem is that when if you clear all these oranges, by the time you come back tomorrow, what will happen? It will still fall out. So what is the way forward? The way forward is to get rid of this tree. So what? And we'll be looking at that. There are two things that Jesus did on the cross. But the church emphasizes alone on one. What Jesus did on the cross was to forgive our iniquities. 
So what does that mean? It takes away the fruit. But the other thing Paul tells us as we read further is that it did not only his job is not only to take away the the fruit is to actually kill the tree. Because if that was what they were doing in the Old Testament, when they sinned, they took an animal, and that animal, they took the animal and they sacrificed the animal. And what did they do? The animal covered up. Let's read further, please. That Galatians chapter 5. The Bible says that now, the works of the flesh is evident. So that means that when you see these things, it is a, it is a sign that the flesh is active. Now, when you read all this thing, you may say that, me, I don't have all of this. That is why when Paul was saying, Paul said, those who practice such things, so your home may not be in this group, but it is available somewhere. Now, please, can I ask you a question? Do you think it is fair for Paul to group Murder with contention. Do you think it is fair? Anybody? Contention is we are arguing. So what Paul is saying is that the one that commits murder and the one that the one that sleeps around and the one that gossips is just in the place saying, I, I have so many people that's already sleeping around. You take gossip. <laughs> so your whole department is gossiping. There are so many people that are gossiping. So your whole department is pride. He's saying, the works of flesh are evident. But what do we concentrate on in the church? What, what have we been taught to concentrate on? Fruits. Rather than to deal with the person. When I mean person, the nature of the flesh at home. Let's go to good this piece. It's in the next one. No, it says that what human nature does is quite plain. It shows itself. So what Paul is saying, what is showing? Either your home is to is to come and lead worship so that you know people can know that my voice is you know you know I, 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 I am I am on the you know all those kind of things. Or maybe your home is to come and give thanksgiving. When somebody, you see that somebody has given Thanksgiving that is powerful, you quickly come next to them. 
Why do you want to give God thanks? God God laid it in my heart. It is each time that somebody has a testimony that is superior and you say, but say, wow. You say, oh, I too want to give thanks. God just laid it in my heart. It is still the flesh at work. Paul is not saying that certain things may not necessarily impact people more. But what he's saying is that the, the devil has, has successfully shifted the aside of the church away from dealing with the person that is the human nature. But we now talk. But that's why Paul now said, he says, those who are ambitious, I, I would, I don't need time. See, God help us in Jesus' name. When you get to understand how to die to Christ, you can have a vision, but you don't have an ambition. My vision is to see the body of Christ grow. Ambition is that I must do it. My vision in my house is to see my children grow as a husband. An ambition, no, it is me that has to teach them everything that they need to. That's ambition. So, that's why he puts ambitious there. Because ambition is not. And there are so many people in the in church that are ambitious. Somebody gives a prophecy and you go, ah, oh, no. You know, or somebody, you, 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 there is something that God is laying in your heart. And you have not been given the opportunity to talk. You go, ah, God, I, I know how God was laying it in my heart. If you were not ambitious, what will happen is God speak to somebody else. This word was common from somewhere else. So, what I'm saying is, you can everything Paul is saying, it is Mr. Flesh that is showing up. So, no matter how well you let's use this ambitious person, you give them position so they are no more ambitious. But what has happened is that Mr. Flesh is still alive. So one day, the first will say, okay, you have taken away ambition. Let's give him prior. Let's give him, let him sleep with one of those girls. <laughs> ah, pastor, you know it is Mr. Flesh. You just gave Mr. Flesh something. I said, okay, let's move him to the other department. Because the person, the flesh, has not been dealt with. That's why I know that this may sound a bit, but please, I, I, I got to give to explain certain things to us. That's why improvement is not Paul. Will never, you never see anywhere Paul comes about improvement. Paul will say, if somebody sins, Paul said, let either sin, stop sinning. He said, take away. What he said is that if you understand what Christ did, see, in this side, you may say, okay, you know, okay, tell me, why are you ambitious? 
So we may not begin to talk, say, okay, you know what? Let's, 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 let's make sure that your ambition, ambition is not, is not, is not, um, how do I put it on? It's not deadly. So, you know, channel your energy towards the side. You have successfully dealt with that issue, but Mr. Flesh is going to show up somewhere else. Does this make sense? Somebody said, why, why is it this? That person has been quiet before, until when something happens. You cannot talk to I See, you don't, it is flesh appearing. So as we go on, God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So let's come on, just, just the next, after that. Now, I'm sorry, what are you? Okay. Galatians, we are reading that Galatians chapter 5. Now, the Bible now says, so those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passion. When you say people say, what has God nailed to the cross? God nailed my sin. He nailed my habit. God did not nail your habit to the cross. He nailed you to the cross. Because, can I, if I read it this way and say, those who are with Christ are crucified the passions and desires of the flesh. What have I done? I have basically said, please, can I have two slides of that, please? What have, what have I done? I have taken away the oranges, but left the tree. My pain has been crucified with Christ. There is no scripture like that. What happens is that he, he nailed you to the tree. If only this is what Jesus Christ covered, the fruit, then it is only a matter of time for that fruit to come back. In fact, when the rain comes upon a tree, when the right mixture comes, Mr. Flesh will do what? He will come out of it. Some of us, the Mr. Flesh is not only working because the condition is not right. That's why they say someone said, don't worry, give him money. That is when you will know that you know the man that you said, please sit down there. Sorry, sir. Sit down. Telling me one, one million pounds. You will not describe. Who are you talking to? Do you know who I am? Sorry, but those are the Nigerians, you know what <laughs> Do you know who I am? The other person said, Who are you by the way I'm English? <laughs> oh God, God help us in Jesus' name. So when the condition is right, the flesh will come out of you. So if you take somebody and say, Oh, this person has been so good in church, they are very quiet. So okay, let us ah. You just poured water. Rain just came upon the tree. Fruit began to come out. 
Before you know, he said, ah. What has happened? Nasma said, Please take J out of it. I'm oh, sorry. It might be those who don't understand. Okay. <laughs> no, we have no you. God help us in Jesus' name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What I'm trying to say is, say, 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 take God out of the man of God. This is man. That is where you will see somebody who will take off prayer gown and leave it. And so, yeah. That's why he said, always say, let us meet outside the church. Because, what is that? But that man, when he preaches, he's always, no, flesh is still alive. You have only put him in a place where you have poured water on it, and flesh will begin to speak. But please note, Paul said, those who do these kind of things, who the flesh is still active, they have no place in the kingdom. So, as we begin to look at it, let's go back, please. So, the Bible says, let's go back to them, um, um, yeah. No. King, um, good news of, John, uh, yeah, of, of crucified with the flesh. God bless you. He says, those who belong to Christ have put their human nature to death alone with all his passions. So, I know some people might be, I'm just saying, see, that's what I when people say, ah, this is me. And I laughed. Some people say, I'm a person who's a I, I see that, you know, it is, what have, it is what we have been taught. That's what we are doing. So it's not the problem. But when you, and we'll get there, when you understand that that person, that character, that emotions has been nailed to the cross, then a different dimension comes. God help us in Jesus' name. So let's read on this. At times, amen. So that was why when Jesus, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, there was a crowd following Jesus. So people were already coming with Jesus. So Jesus now said to them, If any one of you desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is another thing that the devil has spiritual, not the devil, sorry, but we are spiritualized and has lost the meaning of what the scripture is. You are looking for a job, that's your cross. Oh, you've been sick for a long time. I believe when that is your cross. We are totally missed what Jesus was talking about. What 
whatever it is that you are doing, that you think, he said, deny yourself. So self-denial. But he now said, take your cross. See, in the days of Jesus, when you see a man walking on the streets of Jerusalem, carrying his cross, do you know that Jesus never carried his cross until they sentenced him to death? So that means once you see a man carrying his cross, you know that this man is dead. So when Jesus said, carry your cross, it's so that people would know that as you are passing by, this one is already dead. He wasn't talking about all the problem of your life is your cross. That is not cross. When a man has been nailed to the cross, basically somebody says, ah, you should have done something. Why do you not behave now? The bio you think here is not the bio now. That bio has been nailed to the cross. So when everybody is following that man, where are they following him to? To where he's going to be killed. So that's why you see when Jesus was carrying the cross, everybody was following, people were weeping, saying, ah, this man is going to die. When you see a man going to die, you know, no matter what you say to them, I said, carry your cross daily. So if you have been looking for a job, and that has been your cross. And you get the job, what happened? Your cross, your cross disappear. <laughs> oh God. And you have sickness. And you carry cross. And you come to London. I get a very good doctor. And they do operation. And it's okay. What happened? The cross disappeared. Jesus said, see, he said, People need to realize that when you denied yourself and you said you were going to follow me, your cross should be evident. People should know that you are dead. The friends that you carried before, the day you were nailed to the cross, nobody invites a dead man. to come and do things that are not right. Because he's dead. If you put a dead man in the midst of people that are living, they will run. So when Jesus said, carry your cross. So when you wake up in the morning, remind yourself, I am dead. Then wake up after me. Is this helping us today? Because there are some, some, some scriptures I'll be sharing with you that you might not have seen it that way. I understand those scriptures are good in prayer. That's why I said some things are used for remedy. And it is good. But when the real thing comes, God expects you to align that. 
Matthew chapter that, that, so in Matthew chapter 27 verse 26. So you see that the Bible says they, were, they released Barnabas and when they had called Jesus, when they had beaten him and delivered him to be crucified. So there is a difference in the beating for Christ. Beating of Christ. And now his journey with the cross. Because after they beat him, Pilate could have said, you know what, this guy has suffered enough, let him go. But once they saw the cross on him, it was a clear declaration that this one is dead. So when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, carry your cross. They knew what he was saying. So, why would Jesus say, baptize them? Romans chapter 6. It says, what, from verse 1 to 4, said, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are we we are those who have we are those who have died to sin. How can we live any longer to it? He said, or don't you know? Or don't you or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, we, we, we were therefore buried with him through baptism. What is baptism? Burial ceremony of a Christian. Jesus said, once they give their life to me and they decided to follow me, bury them. That's what he means. So your <laughs> Your baptismal certificate. <laughs> I know my journey in Christianity. I can show you. I was baptized before you. <laughs> and he's still boasting with arrogance. And he can't get certificate. Someone should say, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> How can a dead man? But the problem is that he doesn't know that what he's presenting to you is his death certificate. He thinks it is an opportunity to rise in life. Or to show that you know, since I was young, I know I was baptized. I'm in the That's what I tell you. See, I tell you that sometimes that you see people talk, shining the body of Christ, and just shake your head. You just laugh. Because, you know, it, it is what it is. He says, he says, you were baptized into his death. Just as Jesus was raised from the dead to the glory, you too may be. We will talk about the living life as we go on next week. But this one is talking about the death. 
Because some people have classified death as you disconnect from the world. You are already in the grave. No. And even at that, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus resurrected. So you two need to resurrect and live your normal life. But the person that will now be living is not you. It is Christ. So in my career, the person that woke up to my job is not me. It's Jesus. Does this make sense? Hallelujah. So, now the Bible, the Bible says in that, it says, shall we continue? Why was Paul saying, by no means? You cannot say that you are, you are increasing in grace. Because what grace does, Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, it said, for the grace of God has appeared to us, for the grace of God has appeared and offers salvation. So if your grace and my grace is leading me to salvation, it says it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. So the grace that God gives is an empowerment to say no. But some people have said, ah, some people have some grace. Oh God. When they are so a man like that, you know, he will sleep with those girls and he will come up and he will be saying, Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. And he will lay hands on people and, and people will be falling under the anointing. Say, ah, that's grace. That's, those grace are, are unique. <laughs> I had somebody say that a set has grace for fornication. A denomination has grace for fornication. And they began to name all the people who, who, has, who, are, who have done miracles, things, and who everybody knows sleeps around. So when people begin to say, ah, yes, they have grace. And this is where, oh God, this is where our time, you know. God will grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. See, it's not only why I got it. How do I say Very, I will not mention church. <laughs> Very senior people say, you know, they were sleeping with people in church. So the one that is caught, they say it, it, it ran out of grace. <laughs> <laughs> He ran out of grace. So the church will not discipline him because that is a sign that is ran out of grace. So the other ones are still in grace. Not knowing that what has happened is that God has given one the opportunity to repent and he has saved the other ones for eternity. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so how does this, how does this thing really work? Where is the problem? Where is the problem? So let's let's read on this. It says, it says, for if we have been united with him in death, like he is. 
we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection. For we know that our whole self was crucified with him so that the body ruled so, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. So that we shall not be no longer slaves to sin. See, that's why I, I would not lie to you. Anytime I, I struggle with that song another. I understand what you're saying. But it seemed to me like a more accommodating version of truth. You know, I was like, because when, when I heard this, honestly, for a very long time, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe people were singing it wrongly. I had to go and check it away. I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. It sounds good. It is nice. But actually, you are no longer a slave to sin. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying it's not right. But for me, it was just a struggle. Ah, am I? This thing is not. But at times, that's one of the challenges we have had. We choose a more suitable version. Sorry, does it say? Okay, so what happened afterwards? People change. People change. I'm trying to say, and and I'm 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 glad I'm glad you clarified it. Again, I'm trying to say because at times one of come a couple of these issues is that people begin to raise issues about certain parts of a song, and you know people begin to. I get the part of fear, but I hope that we would not lose the sight to say that I am no longer a slave. That's why Paul was saying, we know. Now, the problem is that we don't know. And as you begin to, you know, even if you, um, okay, let's read good news. It says that if you become united with him, so I, I know some of your songs, to be honest with you, I listen to them, but at times when I'm processing a song, most of the time I'm processing songs through scriptures. That's the way I listen to songs. Do you get what I'm saying? So at times when you sing in songs, even when we do now, when we sing a particular song, I'm like, I keep right. <laughs> because I see, I'm not quick to, that's why I, I like the fact that I was correcting that there were two versions to it. At times I may not necessarily, if I try to look for something, you can attend to, but I, I mean, not necessarily because you may have a deeper revelation than I do about the word of God. So I rather keep quiet and allow you to sing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So you know, some songs are powerful, but like some songs I struggle with. The scripture says, "My thoughts towards you are not of evil, but of good, to be the so." I struggle with it. I'm not saying you cannot sing it, but I struggle with it. So I'm not saying how I listen to songs. Because I'm processing just to know my mind is saying, no, <laughs> no, you can't go be at this event. So you get what I'm saying? So that's why 
Oh, sorry, thanks, God. Amen. Okay, all right. The Bible says that we know that the person we used to be, we used to be, was crucified with Christ. It was not my sins that was crucified with Christ. His blood washed away my sins. But his body was crucified along with him. That's why he said, we know this. That is why we can say we are not longer a slave to sin. Oh, sorry. Amen. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So let me just read the scripture for you as we, as we, as we, as we read it together. Let's read, let me just read the scripture for you as we go together. This is a scripture that we normally read a lot, but I feel that maybe if you read it together, you would get to what I'm saying. First, Second Corinthians chapter five, from verse fourteen, it says, "The love of Christ compels us." What does it mean? He stopped. Another part of it, the love of Christ controls us from doing certain things. He said, he said because, we, because we judged us that if one died for all, then all died. He said, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, when we are dealing with you, we will not judge you from now on after the flesh. So that means that when you do something, I should say, I thought you were dead. What's going on? No, 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 I'm still struggling. I, I get that. Or you will not say that. But this person, no, the question is that. So that's why I said, I now, going forward, he said, we regard you, no one after the flesh. Even, even though we know Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him does no longer. For this reason, if anybody is in Christ, no, we used to put that scripture. He is a new creation. How many of us quote that to say that? Ah, they've invited me to come and move around with some girls. How many of us quote that to say, no? Ah, by you. If a man, if I am in Christ, I am a new creature. All things, the whole bio is gone. Everything that you see is new. Again, that is why when we put scripture out of out of context, we use it for demoralizing issues. Amen. That is why, and this is where I begin to just come close to close on the applications of it as we as I lay the foundations for next week. That is why when 
Paul was, when, when Jesus, in Acts chapter 9, verse 5, when Paul was persecuting the church, Jesus turned up and Paul said, Who are you? And said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Do you know what Paul would have been saying in his mind? Excuse me, I'm persecuting Paul, I'm persecuting Peter. Why is Jesus turning up? Because Peter died. It is somebody else living. Does that make sense? That is when when certain things are going on. I can say, excuse me, say when they say that they call by his name inside the port, they are saying kiniko kiniko, all these kind of things. No, you can't call by your, but by your actually died. Somebody else. That's why you see Jesus turn up and say, excuse me, you are calling me. No, 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 we are not calling you. Say, I know you, you forgot. Oh, you miss his burial ceremony. The day he was baptized. He had gone. This is me at work. That's when you begin to lay foundation for spiritual warfare. Another version would say that um, the Bible says, I'm sorry, the Bible says, and this is what I was trying to, it says, Romans chapter 6, it said, for we know, and that's why I was alighting, for we know that Christ has been raised from the dead and will never die again. Death no longer rules over him. So, because he died and sin had power not over him, now he lives in fellowship with God. In the same way, you have to think, and that's what we are talking about. You have to think of yourselves as dead. When things are happening, when you are struggling with certain things, the first that should come to your mind, I, I, I thought you were dead. He said, now the point, one of the challenging struggles is that we don't think that we are dead. That's why Paul said, See, when the desires come, you are not able to think about managing. First, you are forced to say, excuse me, I am dead. That's why the Bible says, you are to think of yourselves as dead. So far as sin is concerned and living in fellowship, Verse 2 says, therefore, for that reason, let not sin reign over your mortal bodies. So, so the problem is that, therefore means as a result of your thinking, you can spend 30 years fasting and praying to battle away desires. Mr. Fresh you say, don't worry, let him enjoy spiritual season. By the time he finishes, you know, Jesus fasted at 40 days, 40 nights. The devil did not go to him when he was fasting. The Bible says, after he fasted, welcome for spiritual death. Okay. <laughs> Let's not transact. It says, therefore, once you have this sealed in your mind that I am dead, then you can begin to walk over sin. If not, 
If you think that, you know, oh, Jesus just comes and I can wash away my sins, not bad, but half truth. The last scripture, sorry, the last scripture is so funny. The last scripture. Galatians chapter 5, and Isaiah chapter 2, sorry. It says, I, not my sin, not my feeling, I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I by that lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live now in the flesh, and that's what we're going to talk about, the life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. What does that mean? I live thinking, believing that Jesus has already died. I was nailed on that cross. And if I have faith in that, then I can begin to live in Christ. If you understand that, when somebody calls you, come and sing. You don't think it is you that they call for us. Why? Because you, you died. All fear will go. Because your faith is not saying, Jesus, as I'm going to sing, please turn up. I was going to pray, pray for somebody recently who was having serious issues. And I was saying to God, I said, no, I'm not the one that's going to turn up there. And I said, Jesus, no, just turn up. You cannot hold a child and the child not be healed. Bio can hold a child and the child not be healed. But Jesus cannot. Why do we fast and pray? We align ourselves to him. So when they say, Sunday said, the fast, pray, you are, you are creating opportunity for Jesus to arise from within you, to deal with that situation. The last picture I have there, I shared this last week, last one, please. This guy, I watched this interview, sadly that he died. But when they were talking to him about, um, what's this? Black Panther 2. I don't know if you had the interview. He was just smiling. He said, ah, what do you think about Black Panther 2 coming up and things like that? He said, I'm dead. And the man said, I don't understand what he's saying. We're talking about Black Panther 2. Everybody's expecting it. And he smiled and said, it's good that they're expecting it, but I'm dead. When they said that people are coming, can you not see that people came to come and watch a movie? As I think he was doing that, and people were around. He said, I'm, I said, it's good that they are all here. He said, what do you feel about it? He said, I'm dead. And you know, when I began to watch that, I began to realize, and he was talking with so much smile on his face. Because I said, whatever they're doing is not relevant to me. Because I am no more here. And that is what Christ tries to explain to us. That yes, you may be living, but the day you gave your life to me, you died. 
That is why you saw the disciples when they were killing them. That's why when Stephen was being stoned, Stephen was praying for people because you cannot kill a man that was already been dead. He was dead long time ago. That is why they can they can they can sell all their property and go and sit down because they were dead. That's why Paul said, let's continue to think like this. God help us in Jesus' name. The reason why you are giving baptismal certificates is to remember your burial ceremony. Because on the day that happened, you died. See, when we begin to understand these things, then you begin to understand how healing works. Because you died. When you understand these things, when you are struggling at work, and everybody's, you are not, you are just saying, Jesus, you are here. What is, what do you want? What is the answer to this? And before you know it, ideas will keep coming up in your mind. Why? Because you are dead. The person that turned up to walk that day was Jesus. But most of the time, what happens, you forget that you are dead. So you go and turn up as yourself. Oh, they want to, they want to discriminate against me because I am black. So I'm going there to go and show them. I can remember one, one day I had issues at my uh, first uh, job or so. And I was saying to her that they know we're working with in the car. And I was saying to her, I said, can a man resist God? I said, they can't resist him. Nobody can resist their creator. Why? Because I died. And Jesus is living. One of my very senior people, a white man, called me that she fact, she was talking to him and said that my son by Why? Because you cannot see your creator and resist him. But we need to begin to walk. As a husband, your wife is looking for Jesus. If you actually die and Jesus walks into your home, nobody would argue with Christ when he the problem with these issues are because Jesus is missing. You are the one turning up. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.